set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. Well... It's definitely going to be an NFL-themed show, I can promise you that. Where it goes, the directions, and there'll be multiple, that the program takes, that's not up to me necessarily entirely, nor is it up to Ron Culver, who's hanging with me, or you on the stream, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. You can dial in 800-224-2004. Earl Thomas, his wife, his brother, a bunch of women on both sides. It's a battle. It's something... That was clearly brewing like that end game battle in a movie or a television show, that boss battle. And man, the details of this story are amazing. Much better than anything the NFL could put together, mind you, for a three hour schedule release tonight. But since they're doing it, and since they're going through with three hours of this, highlighting key games and matchups and anything else they can justify for being on for three hours with the NFL schedule release. I do, and I put it on Twitter, at Shander Show. Just, I would imagine it's Jacksonville. Now, Mike Kay, who has covered the Jacksonville Jaguars and now covers the Eagles for NJ.com, refuting on Twitter that it would be Jacksonville, and he worked and lived down there, so I'll take his word for it more so than mine. We will go to Jacksonville. That's right. Of all teams in the NFL ahead of the NFL schedule release this hour, we will go down to Jacksonville because... That has to be the fan base that's least expecting this tonight, right? Like, the total bottom of everybody's talking about the Ravens, the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, Philadelphia here, you know people are going to be crazy just because it's an opportunity to see when games are played. Jacksonville, on the other hand, not only do they normally see their team fly out to London multiple times, but also now with the coronavirus, unable to see home games. I'm sure there are a couple of other fan bases that are probably there on the bottom. Oh, by the way, instant replay, most likely gone in Major League Baseball this year. A story that nobody will talk about now for obvious reasons, like Earl Thomas and the NFL schedule release. But when it actually becomes official, people will come back to this day and be like, really? There was a story about that? It's all in circles here. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, what do we know? Let's get it all out. There are three big stories today, and they're all NFL related. So if you were hoping to get deeper into the relationship of Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen. I'm sorry, that wasn't on the table. We will hit fake news, of course, but two of these stories, you might as well already assume they would be in fake news. I'm looking around. Baseball continues to dangle this carrot about when and where and all of these ifs that get buried in these reports. Yesterday, Jeff Passan 
was the main culprit, not him himself, but as far as the report and how it was received, where the headline, and rightfully so, I mean, headlines are meant to grab, and I understand that, but you start to read the story, and it's always back to, well, proposals, ideas that need to get signed off by the union. They need to get signed off by the union. And that's where we have all the hangups that will delay the start of baseball. Now, we know UFC 249 Saturday, and we'll have a special guest with us on Friday, tomorrow's show. John Anik, who will be calling uh, the fights tomorrow night with Joe Rogan, will join us, give us a little preview, and talk a little bit about the protocol going on with the fights and the cards themselves, how they'd be impacted, knowing that this is not your typical fight, you're not getting your typical preparation leading up to it right down to being tested one time in all of the different protocols going through that would limit people from being at their best so all of that we're going to have to either table or wait until tomorrow because earl thomas his wife jay cutler his ex-wife and what i thought would be jacksonville are taking full precedent here now let's look at the earl thomas story piece by piece because he tried to get in front of it, and of course, when you label something as ridiculous and explosive as you and your brother in bed with women that aren't Earl Thomas's wife, and Earl Thomas's wife comes home with her friends with a bunch of women, and they find Earl in bed with a woman, Earl's brother in bed with another woman, and at that point, Mrs. Thomas grabs a weapon. Now, I don't know if she brought the firearm in her purse like a pinky Tuscadero or if she actually had the pistol, you know, in the house and she went and grabbed it. But at that point, it's just all bets are off, right? She's got the gun. She's chasing him around with a knife when the police come. And it all stems from his brother, Earl Thomas's birthday, turning up on the birthday and cheating clearly on his wife. And that just opening up the door for Bedlam. So the story itself is hilarious in that nobody gets hurt, seriously hurt, and anything like that. But at the same time, you can't really fall. Like, I look at this thing break out, and I'm thinking, all right, knowing as little details as we may, because a lot of this stuff is heated and all, something like that, and this at the rental home, of course, something like that isn't going down on a one-time thing. Like, that's not the first time that Nina Teresa, man, I I don't want to mispronounce her name, Heiser, learned her husband was in bed. Why are you afraid to mispronounce her name? Well, I I just don't want to butcher it, is what I'm saying. I'm not afraid. I'm saying, like, I don't want to butcher it. It sounds like you were afraid to say her name. Uh, I said Nina Teresa Baham Heiser. Just saying. Now somebody's going to grab that clip and be like, Are you afraid of her coming after you with a gun and then chasing you with a knife? You think somebody will send her this clip? Somebody Somebody listening like the FCC? Send her the clip. She's listening live. Well, I didn't know that we were on in Baltimore. Shame on me. Although, technically, they're at the location of the rental They're in Texas. Right. They're in Texas. Yeah, in Austin, outside of Austin. Now, are we on in Austin? We are on in Austin. And I think we are on in jails across Austin, the greater Austin area. Well, I hope so. We we paid good money for that. So, I'd I'd like for that return investment. So, she... This so, is the don't, sto- and don't butcher her name, wink, wink. No, I won't. Well, I, I think the, the gun analogy, though, would be better. Well, no, she had a knife, too. 
Yeah, but you know, when you're chasing somebody around with a rolling pin versus you've got a gun on them, don't don't you lead with the gun? A rolling pin? No, she was chasing him around with a knife. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I like saying. to picture that she had a knife the size of uh, Rambo's knife. Oh, I thought you were going to go Crocodile Dundee. That's a bigger no. knife. Is it? Than yes. Rambo's? Crocod- yes, but you have to go. Unfortunately, not many people saw it, and rightfully so. Crocodile Dundee 2, when he's back in yeah. Australia. Or whatever the one is when they're in Australia. Uh, those when he go- two. Yes. That's where he flashes a knife that you ain't seen in, in any Rambo series. Well, I think that was a sword. Well, uh, look, at some point, you're going to have to... I don't know what the cutoff is for length. Seriously. That I don't was, know what it is. I, you know, was that a dagger? No, it was way bigger than... A, <laughs> see, a dagger, I feel like, is is even smaller at times than a I, knife. Yeah, I know. I think it was, it was huge. It was only, gigantic. Only true Australians can carry those. Now, we need to find out. It, I was looking through the TMZ details. It does not show you the actual knife, but she did... At least she found out what was going on viewing his Snapchat story. She drove out to the rental house where he was staying, confronted him, as Ron said, gun, knife, loaded gun, held it less than a foot from his head, notes the police report. They charged her with burglary with intent to commit aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Thomas took to Instagram, of course, saying this was, quote, nobody's business. Uh, sorry, buddy. And, and this, this is where the issue always lies for the violator, right? Earl Thomas is clearly the violator here. And I'm not saying that his wife is absolved from anything, nor should she not be charged with anything. I'm saying that this stems from Earl Thomas as the violator. So his go-to is going to be, well, this wasn't big. Just, no, 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 this is not a big story, and it's nobody else's business but our own. We're getting through this. You made it your business by going on Snapchat. I mean, this is real, and this would hold up if we didn't have social media, we didn't have Snapchat. If somebody was doing this 50 years ago and everything was the same, except you didn't put it on Snapchat, the player, in this case player in the NFL, would still be the violator. It's just the reality is he was so flagrant with it, putting it out on Snapchat, basically broadcasting it to the world. So if you're broadcasting something, if you're putting a story out on your Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Tumblr, if you're still writing on that, whatever it is, you're putting a story out, and then it turns around that something embarrassing comes from it, a detail comes out that you didn't want shared, whatever it may be. It could be a video, a post, a picture, whatever. Yeah, it's people's business because you made it. You made it. That's the biggest problem right now. You can't, if you're Earl Thomas, I guess outside of having to deal with an angry wife the next time you see her, but you can't now stuff that sleeping bag back into that little bag that is, you know, like a four-hour process. That thing's out, man. You might as well just roll it up and put it in the corner and hope somebody comes over. Maybe your brother is going to come over in a little bit. Come on. I don't know where the sympathy would be. And the other thing is, this is kind of miscategorized. We, we do have to be a little honest. I know it's going to take away from the humor of this story, but it's a little mischaracterized. It wasn't an orgy. This was four people engaged in sexual activity where Earl Thomas and a woman and Earl Thomas's brother and a woman. They were in separate beds, according to the report. So while they could have all been doing stuff together at some point, I feel like it was miscategorized as Earl Thomas, his brother, in bed with 
you know, this huge king size bed with like 50 women hanging out with him. That wasn't necessarily the case. Actually, it wasn't the case. No, but that's the picture we want. Well, yes. And I think at some time, right, it is. And to be fair, we're 11 minutes into the segment. So it's not like I led with it and said, well, you know, it's not like I ruined the joke immediately after it was told at a party. I kind of waited and went up to somebody and said, you know, that's to be real. If that was to happen, then uh, what was her name? Nina? Well, come on. Nina would have came in. Nina who? You can't hold my feet to the fire. What's her name, Ron? She can come after me. I'll butcher her name. (laughs) I'm not afraid. Where was the rental house? She's going to have an ankle bracelet. Can uh, I ask? It was uh, outside of outside Austin. Outside of Austin. But where do they live? They live in Austin? I, yeah, parent, or they have a house in Austin. I, All right. So what's going on here? I have they, no idea. Why? See, this is another situation. See, no, you know what? This Let's get to the root of the problem. This is what happens when you let up on quarantining. Well, I think he had the rental house regardless, right? No. My, he got, he got no, my a, guess. No, he got into a fight with his uh, wife. Brother came to pick him up, and they're like, yeah, let's just go get an Airbnb for the night. Man, I'm, you can't get an Airbnb around here. They're I shut bet, down. I bet you if you flash some cash, you can. You'd have to know. like, But that's what I'm thinking, though, is let's look at this. You're, I think you're half right. I don't think you're half wrong. I just think you're, you're not quite fully there yet. I think this is a stash house. This is something that they've had. This is not a guy who is so... You think this is something just on the books at all times? Yes. Or maybe it's where Brother's been staying. Yeah, could be. Could be where the Brother's been staying. It could just be a simple stash house where it's like you have a property where you know you can go and do things that your wife, your family don't need to know about. And I'll just leave it like that. And all right, so we see on Twitch, Big Mike McD says that house has been rented all damn year. Now I don't. We would need some sort of Why you full on verification. Yes, exactly right. Are you going through? Are you no? But that's that's my look Has at he been this. Searching for his own stash house. I think Mike knows, man. I think Mike's just aware of how it works. But you, this is a man right here, to where he has clearly done this before where he has either used a fight, where, as you re- mentioned, Ron, with his wife to bail out, or simply just be like, hey, you know, I'll be home tomorrow night, not tonight, you know, I'm out with her friends or whatever. But I would bet that this stash house was already established, and it was a convenient, and you're right, I think quarantining probably did have a big impact. They probably got into a fight because they've been stuck together for the last two weeks, and he's like, I'm out. Uh, I'll see you later. I'm going to go hang with my brother. And they already had that place lined up. And it was just a simple phone call or text like, hey, I'm out. Like you said, come get me. And they went and they had that play because that's what it's there for. (laughs) It's a stash house. And some people stash some stuff. Some people stash other stuff. It just depends. Whatever you don't want your family knowing what, you, you know, you're getting into, you create this house. Sometimes you get busted like Earl Thomas does. Sometimes you get busted with drugs. Sometimes you get busted with other stuff. It just it happens. Stupid people, though. That's usually the the bottom line yeah. here, right? And here's the thing. I thought Tiger died on the, died on the cross for everybody. Yes. Well, By I, taking I, a, allegedly sorry, a, a nine sorry, iron to the head. Sorry to pull that analogy. Was it a nine or a seven? I, uh, I, I think allegedly it was a nine iron. You could, seven iron, you could take some. You could take skull out with a seven iron. I, I thought she grabbed a seven, but it doesn't really matter. She was just trying to rescue him. But I thought he. Save him. 
I thought he died on the sword for all of us, right? How so? That he proved, you know, infidelity will always catch up with you. Yes, but again, he that, was... you know, even though even though you might think you're all and powerful, mighty and powerful, and have it all figured out, you never do something. You always let you you want to get caught at some point. So it shouldn't come as a shock to Earl that okay that he got caught because I think he purposely wanted to get caught. Well, no, I I don't know if he wants to. I, they I all th- want to. Here's where I disagree with you. I think that guys like Ty- and Tiger and Earl are are different means to the same end, right? I think Tiger, we know Tiger was as sheltered as it gets. And as soon as he blew up and realized that porn stars and other famous women were throwing themselves at him left and right, he was unable to control that as an urge like a guy. And I agree there, but he wasn't used to it. He was never used to handling multiple things at a time, and he was wrapped up in his relationship, his marriage, but then he was like, oh, screw this, I can do whatever I want. He was stupid. He, was, he wasn't smart with his actions, and I think Earl Thomas also wasn't smart with his actions, but he was flagrant because he's probably been doing this for a while, and only up until now it caught up with him. All right, this is not going away. At Shander Show, at Ron's 2N Culver is how you get us on Twitter. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show. As Mike McD says, you fake an argument, you go to the side piece. That's just how it goes. Mini version of the White House in Dallas. <laughs> ah. All right. You know what? You know what's disturbing? How many people have all the inside angles on this? It's, I'm telling you, Snapchat. He got busted on Snapchat. No, he, he put it out there because he wanted to get caught via Snapchat. Man, you, he you've probably been watching too on, many of these fugitive no, movies. He probably put it on Snapchat so many times just to get caught because he needed to get he needed an out. <laughs> an out for what? To get a gun pointed to his head? Yeah. Why would he want to get captured? I know we have to break, but just think about that, all right? Because this story isn't going away. It's a second level. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, so before we can even move on to Jay Cutler's alleged laziness and if Jacksonville is truly the fan base that's looking forward to the NFL schedule the least tonight, and I don't necessarily know if it is, but... It's one that jumped out in my head, and I thought probably Jacksonville for a couple of things. One, the team is not expected to do anything this year, mainly because Trevor Lawrence is coming out next year. So expect a really bad football season. I can argue there were a couple of other teams that are looking at that as well. That's fair. But do those teams also have a true kick in the gut coming tonight? On the schedule release, this three-hour masterpiece that ESPN is going to put out tonight, I don't even know what time this thing starts. I assume 8 o'clock Eastern, maybe 7 if they really want to push it. But this thing is going to be met with a lot of celebration. Oh, yeah, the Eagles get to go here, and Giants there, and Texans. Jaguars are going to see two extra home games this year, but they won't be able to go. Nobody's going to be able to go see anything. And normally it's a kick in the shin, which really stinks, right? But... When you're given two extra home games, 
it's an extra oomph in there. That's why you raise it a little bit and you go right to the gut and you just drop. And you're rolling around like Peter Griffin on the ground. It's awful. It's a terrible feeling to have the NFL kick you in the gut as a fan base. And then, oh, by the way, if you're looking around and thinking, well, okay, maybe there are two or three teams left like Jacksonville, those teams don't have to watch a team coached by Doug Marone. So that probably puts it over the top. I don't know. I just felt like it would be Jacksonville. We'll start from the bottom and move up at eight minutes. Before that, we had to break, and we were getting deeper into this conversation. I'm curious, Ron, why do you think Earl Thomas – do you think Earl Thomas was like this mastermind in these movies or these oh, long no, Netflix where he, he's just leaving clues for the cops because he's smarter than them and he knows the only way he can get caught is by having them catch him? No, I don't think he I, – I, I, consciously, he didn't want to get caught. He wanted to have his cake he needed to, but subconsciously – he probably sat back and he was just like, I am so tired of this that I just don't care anymore. Catch me. I'm over it. I'm done. I need an out. <laughs> but I, I'm i trying to think what would be the motivation. Like think he's about just tired. No, he's just tired of cheating on his wife at that point. Or just, you know, I mean, because think about it this way, right? If you're to go to the extremes to cheat on your wife and if this is your first time, you're going to make sure that you have all your bases covered because you want to make sure that you get away with it completely, that there are no crumbs anywhere to the point of leaving phone at the house and saying, I just forgot to bring my phone with me. You know, I mean, you do it all. So you're saying that laziness caught up to him more so than wanting to get caught. Laziness, but I think he wanted to get caught. I think they all want to get caught. Yeah, that's and, what. And that's, towards the end, I just think you know it's not so much laziness. I mean, it is laziness. Boredom. They get to a point that they don't care if they get caught anymore. Is this Leonardo DiCaprio and Catch Me If You Can? Just just ran out of real estate. Maybe. That Boy, do just, you know how just bored? Reached a, just reach a point that you're like, eh, whatever. All right. Well, I I feel like the thrill is gone. No, man, I. The thrill was definitely not gone for her in the sense of revenge, I can tell you that. No, it was brand new. Yes. She, fi- she finally she caught up She lit a fire. Like you had said earlier, I mean, you know, and uh, what was it, Mike? Listener yes. Mike? Yes. Saying Big that this Mike was a McD. stash house? Yes. You, you alluded to it earlier. This has probably been going on for a long time. Absolutely. You know, longer than a year. This this mistress might not even be a one-time thing. This could be a girlfriend. Well, this is what's going on. The stash house moves, right? Because you constant. It's just like you didn't see the wire, right? No. But it's what they did with early Spoiler on. Alert. Exactly. But it's what they did early on with the cell phones, because back then, you know, everything was. Uh, they had these portable, not portable, disposable cell phones, and that's how they they worked and they talked. And after a while, they would find, you know, the police would catch up to which burner phone they're using, so they destroy them and get another one. Same thing with the stash house. At some point in your life, that's why I think this is laziness. I think Earl Thomas should have probably moved the stash house before the COVID. And ultimately, though, we go back to the snap. Like, I can't get past the Snapchat thing. That's how she found out. So maybe we shouldn't be looking at any other detail than how she found out. Because if not for the Snapchat report, which was basically broadcasting to the world, don't you think that this would have gone on unnoticed? She credited 
Now, it doesn't mean that she would not have caught up to him at some point, but it would stand to reason that he would have to slip like that like he just did last night or whatever this allegedly happened. Boy, that's probably the biggest detail that I can't get over when trying to surmise the depth and length of this, whatever was going on. If it was a relationship or if it was just a phone call or if it was just providing housing for your brother, a.k.a. Stash House. But I'll say this. Would it shock you if they're back together? Or is this a Cavalry Cutler thing? They're out. She's moved on. I don't think she'll accuse Earl Thomas of being lazy and unmotivated like Kristen accused Jay of that. Did she ever watch him play? Was this news to her? You're listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. So we're preparing for the NFL schedule release tonight, the three-hour extravaganza. Outside, of course, of a welcome distraction in the Earl Thomas story and a slightly less important distraction of the Jay Cutler story. We have NFL football, at least on paper, and I'm sure a bunch of NFL Madden simulations will be shown tonight on ESPN. So... We were looking around and thinking it it can't be great for everybody. Not every single fan base is experiencing tonight the anticipation tonight the same way. At some point, there has to be some group of fans that are looking at tonight thinking, okay, well, the release is here. The schedule's out. We kind of know who the team is playing, but can we just fast forward until next year? I don't necessarily know if that is Jacksonville. But people suggested that it could be the Jags. I do think there's some value in this season for every team, including, of course, looking at young players to grow with. I've been it here in Philadelphia through some really bad seasons, and you come out of that in, in a positive sense. But we all are also wrapped up in a pandemic and stuck at home, and it doesn't really matter at this point what is on TV, sports-related I feel like we'll watch it. So we go to the progressive guest line down in Jacksonville, bring on Mark Long, covers the Jags and more for the Associated Press at AP Mark Long. Mark, Aton Shander on the second level. First off, I appreciate your time and hope all is well with you and yours during this crazy time here. Hey, thanks, Aton. We're doing well. Hope you are, too. Thank you, sir. What's the level of excitement, would you say, within the fan base right around now leading up to tonight's schedule release, kind of going into a year where not much is expected of Jacksonville? Yeah, I think this is the night where people go, okay, some reality in terms of can they actually be 0-16? I think, <laughs> I think that's probably realistic in Jacksonville. I, I don't, there, are, there aren't many people who think, you know, 10-6 and 6 is doable uh, or even 8-8. Eight and eight. You, you know, forget that, the, the, you know, they've just been a losing franchise for so long now, aside from that one season. Uh, it, it, you know, free agency, they got rid of their best players. Uh, or some of them anyway, you know, they didn't exactly add a bunch in free agency. They didn't certainly didn't sign any big name stars. They're rolling with Minshew, which, you know, gives people some hope, but I think there's still some belief that 
you know, he's a sixth round draft pick because he's a, you know, he was a sixth round draft pick because he's a sixth round draft pick. Um, you know, and you know, they, they're stuck with Fournette. They haven't had, they don't have any closure with Yannick and Gakwe. Uh, you know, it's the draft was, you know, hit and miss. And then, you know, yeah, you got 12 draft picks and you're going to go really young. Well, that's great. Except during a pandemic, you know, where everything's shut down and you're, you're doing, you know, you're doing your OTAs virtually. That's probably the worst case scenario for a team like Jacksonville that's switching defenses, got a new offensive coordinator, uh, new pieces here and there, and 12 draft picks plus, you know, five or six free agents. All of a sudden, you're, you know, you've got all this roster turnover and you're going to switch schemes on both sides of the ball and you got, uh, and you got no ability to get together until whenever this, you know, whenever the NFL and the state of Florida decides that they can. So really the Jags wow. are, I think probably in the worst, one of the worst case scenarios in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, wow, you, you paint a pretty bleak picture, Mark, but it's all accurate. <laughs> you know, it's, it's tough to argue with anything you lay out. As somebody who covers more than just the Jags for the AP, you have your eye on the league, is we were looking at this, and I didn't want to say it ahead of time because it's the first time we've had the pleasure of speaking, but I didn't want to just come out and say, I think Jacksonville's probably at the bottom of the list, but can you look around and think of another fan base that might be in that similar situation? I mean, there are some teams that... Even if they're expected to be bad, there is a belief that you have your quarterback of the future. I don't know if that's necessarily the case with Minshew combined with all the other things you laid out. Yeah, I, I probably Detroit, and it would probably be fitting if those two teams started huh. against each other. That you would know, be great. Yeah, but you know Detroit. But at least you got—I mean—in that regard, you've got Matt Stafford. Even though he may not be your quarterback, long-term quarterback of the future, he's still a quarterback. Of the right now is pretty good. Uh, I think everybody else thinks they're in pretty good shape. I mean, the Jags are, you know, everybody talks about Tank for Trevor. I think the Jags are, you know, are the poster child for, for Tank for Trevor. I think everybody understands that if, if it's not good this year, they'll have a new general manager, a new head coach, tons of cap space, and a very high draft pick to go, you know, try to fix this thing. And you know, they do have some pieces in place. Let's not, uh, let's not complete. This isn't the 2013 Jags where they were basically an expansion franchise and still managed to win four games somehow. But this is going to be a pretty, pretty average at best group, you know, and the youth is going to hurt them. But, uh, you know, like you said, you know, most people would think this team is right up there with Detroit and Washington, uh, in terms of teams that are on, the, not necessarily on the upside, probably on the downside. And all three of those might be vying for that number one pick. Mark Long joining us at AP Mark Long on Twitter. I'm curious, Mark, 0-16 in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes is probably the best way you could Sam Hinkie and tank this thing, right? I mean, that although it would be met with, come on, you're not winning a football game, this is terrible, and the competitor and a fan would probably look at it a little sideways, that's probably the best way to ensure a quarterback of the future, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, this is a perfect example is uh, 2012, you know, when this new this regime, the ownership, and everybody took over after that 2012 season, the Jags went 2-14 and 14 and in, lost a coin. Well, they didn't lose a coin set. They lost the tiebreaker with Kansas City. So Kansas City gets the number one pick, takes uh, – 
Fisher, Eric Fisher, the Jags get stuck number two, take Luke Jokel. Jokel's a complete bust as the second pick in what was a pretty pedestrian draft. And, you know, Fisher's still playing in the league. And it just goes to show you the bad luck of this franchise. And they've never had the overall number one pick. Never. But when you look at what they've done at quarterback in terms of boxing it time and time again with Byron Leftwich, David Garrard, Blaine Gabbert, Blake Bortles, uh, Nick Foles last year. I mean, they really dumb lucked into Gardner Minshew, and they feel like they owe it to him to be the starter. But, boy, you know, if there's a franchise that probably is overdue in terms of ineptitude and, you know, time in the league is overdue to have the number one pick, right. it's probably Jacksonville. Uh, so, and they just, just have really worked their way out of it time and time again. How safe is Doug Marone this year? Meaning, clearly there needs to be, and I would imagine, Mark, there would be a change in direction, especially if you go 0-16, 1-15, 2-14, bottom of the NFL. But is there a strong possibility that Marone gets fired as just blood thrown to the Sharks in the middle of the season? Or is this pretty much we need him to ensure that we're as bad as we can be? <laughs> And no, I didn't I mean I didn't mean it like that. I, you know, it came out a little wrong. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that bad. No, it, it, I I think uh, I could see a change happening midseason, especially if you want to. If if you think Jay Gruden is going to be, you want to give Jay, Jay Gruden a shot to be your interim and maybe earn the job going forward. But don't forget, this team basically last year they brought in Trent Baalke, the former 49ers GM is now the number two director of player personnel. And then they bring in Jay Gruden as, uh, and Ben McAdoo for that matter, but they brought in Jay Gruden as their offensive coordinator. So you really have potentially the future regime on staff in Jay Gruden and Trent Baalke. So you could, you know, take a whack midseason or late in the season, you know, whack Doug Marone and move into a different direction. Nobody would be surprised if that happens. Most people believe that Shotgun kept, Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone because he didn't want to pay guys with two years left on their contract, and he's given them this one final chance to see what they can do without Tom Coughlin. But the reality is everybody knows it's do or die for those two, and if, if it doesn't happen, he'll clearly move into, into a completely different direction. And you're, they're probably at a crossroads that it's time, too. When you're talking about, you know, they've got a number of draft picks next year. They've got to have a ton of salary cap space because they get out of all this dead money that they've created and then you know you would need probably if it doesn't work with Minshew you probably need to have one of those early picks and go get you know go get Trevor Lawrence or somebody else whoever it is go get a quarterback and really start over and you probably do that with a new regime all right Mark big question here which team stands the biggest test to Avoid the Jags going 0-16. Which, which team should fans be most worried about Oof. ruining that perfect season? Yeah, wow. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, probably Washington. You know, another team, even though you know yeah. I, love, I love Rivera, I think he's great. But they're another team that's in a very similar Absolutely. situation. When you're talking about a new, new coaching staff, new offense, new defense, a young quarterback, second-year quarterback uh, who didn't play a lot last year. The team was awful, went winless in the division last season, outscored by, I think, 169 points, which uh, I believe was, was tops in the league for for being outscored, uh, second to Miami, 188. 
second in the league for being outscored in the league. So all of a sudden you look at Washington's pretty bad. Uh, that division has at least a potential of being better. Uh, so they, I think Washington certainly poses a big challenge for Jacksonville in terms of getting that overall number one pick. Uh, well, big question then uh, that arises after that. Last one, Mark, I promise, and I appreciate your time today, truly. <laughs> if, in fact, your fourth quarter scenario and now all of a sudden it's a tight game, you know ultimately you need to lose that game. Is there going to be any on-field tanking? Is there going to be something where, come on, you know, punting on third down, something like that? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that I don't know if that's the case. It'll be it would be interesting if you got into December and there were two or three teams vying for it and Shad Khan goes, you know, the owner goes, you know what? We we really and and you know, and there's a college football season and Trevor Lawrence looks the part. You know, it'd be interesting then if Shad Khan goes, Hey guys, uh let's start somebody else at quarterback. Let's do something yeah. different. Let's give the young guys a chance. One of those things to make it look like you're, you know, to make it look like you're building for the future, but the reality is you're tanking for the present. Uh, you'd have to do it like that. But I mean, in, under no circumstance would any owner or head coach or general manager come out and intentionally tell players, anybody publicly, that hey, we're uh, we're going to try to make this thing as bad as possible so that we can get the highest pick. I worked for the Philadelphia 76ers yes. for those uh, three years, three years run there where they got the number one pick, but it. It, it doesn't tend to go over very well in the NFL. Yeah, and it didn't go over great here either. 6,000 people at most and a lot of people in Philadelphia on the air at that time here, being here in Philly. A, a lot of people were unhappy. Of course, when you get good players and you move forward, it, it works, but you're right. It doesn't always get received in the moment as you would like it from fans. Mark, I can't thank you enough for the time. Thanks for having some fun today at AP Mark Long is how you follow him, all things Jags and beyond in Jacksonville for the Associated Press. Thanks, Mark. Be safe. Sounds good. Thank you. You too. All right. That's Shander's show for me. Oh, and 16. We'll wrap the hour next here on the second level. Scratching beneath the surface. It's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. When the Jags trade Yannick to the Eagles, I guess we'll have to get Mark back on, right? He was awesome. Oh, and 16. Now, I did not expect that. You didn't prep him ahead of time, right, Ron? And say, no. hey, you know, Shander's going to just... Bury the Jags, so get ready for it. Nah, Jag, Jag knows when the Jags. Yes, they. That's all the, they do is Jag. Yeah, they know. They're a bunch of Jags. Nah, I don't think it'll. I don't think they'll go in sixteen. I don't think they're at that level. I think, just given the uh, conference that they're in, they're bound to get a win in the AFC South. I don't know, man. I did get one against the Texans. Who do the you, Texans have? Besides yeah, but here, here's the thing: the difference is. Last year, we saw a team try to tank with a brand-new head coach who came directly from Bill Belichick's tree. That's oil and water. That's never going to mix. You're never going to have a guy who coached under Belichick now take over his new team and purposely tank and lose games. There were some head scratchers there, but Miami pulled it out simply because it just wasn't in their DNA. You keep Doug Marone around. You even heard what Mark Long said. It might get to the point where they pull Minshew because he's too good. This is the jockey pulling back on its horse. Come on, man. 
They That's go into that. You know, Minshew might. What are they going to pull them in game one? Yes. Yes. Think about it. All of a sudden, Gardner Minshew comes out second half. He's thrown for 250 yards, two touchdowns, hasn't turned the ball over. Third quarter, he goes out with an ankle injury. I promise you. Somebody is. It's like Ray Farmer when he was with the. Cleveland Browns texting down on the sidelines. Get him out. Get him out. Somebody in the Jags organization is going to have to talk to Doug Marone with a Bluetooth and basically tell him when to pull up. Tell him when to call plays. All right. Uh, student body right, Doug. Student body right. Uh, it's it's third and 13. Doesn't matter. Student body right. Play calls. They're going to be running tosses. They're going to be running draws on the first down. I guarantee you at some point this year you'll see a punt. On third down, Doug Marone. And how else can you? You're right. How else can you ensure that you'll go 0 and 16? You have to, at some point, impact the actual game. It's not like the NBA. I saw it with the Sixers. Sam Hinkie fielded a team that was worse than a G League team because that was the only way he could make sure he'd be at the top of the draft lottery. You can't do that in the NFL unless you start calling wacky plays. What are the odds they call a punt this year on third down? I'll give you even even money on that, plus 100. Would you take it? I think you kind of have to, right? They're trying to lose every single game. How excited could this fan base be for the schedule release tonight? Unbelievable. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second-level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. you got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. Well, we have developing details in the Earl Thomas story. We'll get to that coming up in a matter of moments. It's a Thursday, so we'll chat with our NFL insider, John McMullen, leading up to what should be the most watched NFL schedule release show in the history of NFL schedule release shows, simply because you've got nothing else to watch. People in Jacksonville will be watching it, despite one of the lead reporters down there saying 0-16 would be a reality not more than 20 minutes ago on this very program. Oh, by the way, fake news doesn't go anywhere. I think I'm actually uh, on a little bit of a hot streak, am I not? I think I've hit one or maybe two this week, which, again, is a hot streak for me. We never got to this Pete Rose story because it was just buried. Buried. And now I don't think anybody even cares anymore. No, we don't. Mainly because, don't you think, though, mainly because anything can come out. Like, think of the difference. Somebody can come out, some idiot who has a weekly column on phillyvoice.com can write, you know, it's it's circumstantial, but come on. You're telling me that with everything we know about Michael Jordan, he never once bet on the NBA, never once bet on his team to beat, let's say, the Knicks in New York and then ran up to Harlem and had a late-night gambling game, whatever it may be, activity that everybody would be talking about at length if it happened when it did happen in Atlantic City. There's resistance met with, how dare you? No, no, no. 
Pete Rose, you could come out and basically say Pete Rose used a cork bat, like Pete Rose used some sort of futuristic drink to make him a faster, like whatever it would be as outlandish as the accusation could be. And don't you think people would just believe it? I mean, people right now, it doesn't even matter what's said about Pete Rose. And he automatically, it's like, oh, yeah, just automatically confirms what I've already thought about him. Yeah, he used a cork bat. Absolutely. Jordan, did he bet on himself? Not to lose. The guy never lost. But to win. No. How dare you bring that up? How dare you tarnish his legacy? I don't know. Earl Thomas, his legacy next. You're listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. This has to be their best song, right? I know that... You think so? Well, I know that a lot of people are going to say one more time just because of how popular it got. Daft Punk, of course. Daft Punk. But I feel like this is... It has to... And sometimes when you look at a band, a group that is as popular or successful... And look, they're not the Beatles. I'm not saying that. It's... Don't you feel like people are almost apprehensive to say a really popular song could be their best song because it's like, oh, well, so many people and just got over and over and played out and you're just thinking, you know, there are deeper tracks, there are deeper cuts that are better. I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case here. I just always associated that as one of their better songs, maybe. But you don't think so, based no, on no, your... I'm, I have no idea. I, I figured you would be able to go a little deeper into Daft Punk than me. Are you not? Maybe. Are, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think if there's one, there's one song, um, if it is by Daft Punk, um, I, which I think it is, uh, I prefer much better. There was a lot of Daft Punk on, on the movie Tron soundtrack, okay. the, the newer version. Yes. And there was one that's called The Game Has Changed, which I really, I really dig. It's actually, my son likes it uh, as his uh, walk-up. Uh, is that right? Uh, coming out, of the, coming out uh, of the bullpen song. Is there a way... You can grab that. I wonder. Yeah. I'm sure I've heard that. There's also the funk. Da funk is essentially how it is. Da da funk. But that would be that would be a big one. Now again, one more time is just because it's everywhere, right? It was used so much. It was basically like an anthem for so many college spring breaks, like four or five years in a row, and it was in that famous cartoon as well. I'm blanking on it, but. Now, this is the... This is called The Game Has Changed by Daft Punk. And this is in Tron? Yeah, Tron Legacy. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I definitely can sense there's a build-up, right? They do that really yeah. well. Oh, no, there's a, yeah, it goes on for a while until the really cres- crescendos or whatever you want to call it. It just keeps building and building, right? Yeah. Now... I guess that's what we have to wait for, is how different that payoff is. Yeah, Tron Legacy, 2010. Yeah. So See, I like this, but this this definitely feels like more... Movie? like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I could feel like this is in an action scene, right? Building up. I'm getting tense watching it, right? 
Could the good guy die? Could he crash his Tron vehicle into the other guy? Yeah, I don't even know if it's a, a Tron vehicle this one because this is like this is the second. This is that reboot that they did a few uh, just a few years back. Okay, so I okay. have no I no idea what you know what context that song. I have to I've got to watch it again now that I know the song. But there's now, a lot. I know there's a lot of Daft Punk on that. Album. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. I think they created that song for that soundtrack, right? Oh yeah. Okay, it wasn't something they picked up that they already created. No, I don't think so either. I think it's it's something that they had. Now, are you able to grab last one? Are you able to grab Defunk? Because I feel like as far as a if you want to create the Venn diagram of popularity and strong song, this might be even better than Around the World. Around the World is just a classic. I love it, but this is as Rod grabs it, just remember this is the video that had the dog where the dog was, ba- it was a guy basically walking around in a dog costume. And it was in New York City and just going through different things as the dog with the song playing in the background. But they really, uh, here we go. Because they had that famous sound. That one. And they just, they just created, they assembled this track this way. Where it was just the drums... You had some small little stuff, like a little bass line, and then you had that that sound, that wow on the guitar. It sounded or like a synthesized guitar, right? So this is da- da Funk by Da this Punk? This is Da Funk, yes. By Da Punk? Correct. But it's all about the breakdown, because that's like one of their famous, most famous, because it's just like the other song, right? You hear build up, build up. Yeah. And it's going to play, but this is all about the semblance of the track. That plays. It gets louder. They add a little more element to it, and it's just that. It's that over and over again, but they're doing it and and assembling the track in different ways, so you only hear, like, sometimes the drums, sometimes that. Those are the top two songs for me, but I didn't know the other one on Tron, so I'm glad. See, these are why we have these types of conversations during the quarantine. Just like television. Music is the same thing. I'm going to go out, right, walk my dog. Yeah. Make sure that I have something to li- I'll be playing golf later today. I have something in the Bluetooth I can listen to. This is good golf and music, right? If it's just you? I think so. It's got to be good golf and music. Think about it. You're, you're walking 18. You need something. You can't listen to Bob Dylan or you know, James Taylor. You need something that's got a little juice to it. DMX, Metallica, Daft Punk. That's what I want in my ear as I'm walking. Line up, ready to go. All right, here's the detail that just came out with Earl Thomas. I'm reading this from Charles Robinson's account. Court docs in Earl Thomas incident. After signing into Earl's Snapchat and locating his area, his wife, Nina, notice how Charles didn't give the full name, just first name. His wife, Nina, recalled his snap, showed him in a room with purple light. She walked around looking for windows with purple lighting. When she found some, in she went with Earl's pistol. Man, I'm telling you, the level of laziness. Just something as simple as forgetting to, and I'm just using a hypothetical, like an analogy here, but, you know, to wipe off prints or something as simple as that. You're, You're watching these detective movies or shows and you see the idiot criminal who you know is just about to get caught for doing something stupid forget some small detail 
that shouldn't be small for somebody committing that crime. Right now, I'm not equating Earl Thomas as a criminal. I'm saying when you get caught doing something like this, marital infidelity, a lot of times it's just not crossing a T, not dotting an I, and in some cases not knowing you need to dot an I or cross a T like I think Tiger was in, or in Earl Thomas's case being like, eh, whatever, just doing it so much that you don't get caught to where you just become that you think you are invincible. Doesn't that add, doesn't that fuel that theory? He's on Snapchat. His area location is on via the app. So his wife is able to sign in and see the location, the area. And then to find the specific, he's posting with purple lights. Looking at this in hindsight, how can you not look at Earl Thomas like a moron here? Unless you believe, and Ron, you've mentioned this, that he wanted to get caught. Telling you. All signs are pointing to him wanting to get caught. Or that he's an idiot. One of the two, right? Well, don't they go hand in hand? Not necessarily. No, I think think about it. I think about it. If you're if you're already on the path of uh cheating on said wife, you're an idiot. Wait a second. If you have the what of cheating on said wife? If you're already on the path of cheating oh, on your path. wife. Well, yeah, path. we believe that this is a you're something habitual. Well, it doesn't matter. One time is cheating. Correct, but based on the circumstance here, it yeah. looks as if... If you get into a fight with your fiancé and your first instinct is like, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to go have... Uh, the relationship gonna, isn't meant to last. I'm I, I understand that. sex. Right, right. I'm going to text my brother and make sure that he's at yep. the stash house and go from there. No, I, I think that they're not necessarily... Make sure he has his piece as well. It, we hey. have some fun together. Maybe we high-five during the middle of it. I don't know. If the beds are close enough. It was yeah, a rental exactly. house. It wasn't a hotel room. So I don't know. Maybe if it's a rental, maybe you have a little more control of moving furniture around. I'm still leaning on the side that it was... Uh, that there was a, there's a lot more to it. That, that you know both of them were in the same bed together. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, with, that detail... With other women. TMZ. I've, I've I've seen that I've seen that story and your story, the one you came up with, like, no, no, they were in separate rooms. But I've seen the story come up and over and over again that she walked in on them with women and they were both in bed. But TMZ is where I'm getting my information from. Yeah, well, I mean, these I trust them more on something like this. Don't you trust <laughs> them more than anything? Yeah, well, they could they could have cleaned up one tiny little detail. Yeah, I, I feel I like I, I, I don't there. know. Don't you think TMZ? is probably under the most fire when it comes to them reporting. Like, if the New York Times or the New York Post or the Washington Times or Post, whatever, comes out with a story, yeah, people are going to try and fight them, but they've got this big group of resources and all. TMZ yeah. does as well, but they don't have, TMZ I still just, don't think, the credibility. TMZ has deep pockets. They do, but they and don't they have, have and, I think, the initial credibility. And they literally have everyone's pocket because they well, can get any story from anyone anytime. And, and they're pe- always yes. right. And look, and people will still try, and I'm not saying credibility for me, I'm saying credibility for the people that are usually involved in these stories. Yep. They'll try and discredit, ah, TMZ, they'll try and downplay it. Or even Earl Thomas acted almost dumb in the sense, or dumbfounded, if you will, that TMZ could get a copy of his police report. What? I mean, that's what TMZ does. Yeah. You are or in the, one of the arenas where TMZ specifically exists to get police reports of you or your colleagues. And it almost seems laughable that he was shocked that the story leaked out. Yes. Like, you know, like I, Tony and I were talking earlier today. You, If you're going to do this, you got to do it the Derek Jeter way. 
Now, I'm not saying Derek Jeter ever cheated. I have no idea. But the reason why we have no idea is because cell phones were always left in the basket by the front door. Well, exactly. And when that was going on, he wasn't really with anybody. He, he wasn't, wasn't publicly, with anybody. Right. No, but we don't know about you know his escapades, if you will. Well, when? When he, when he started? Was when he was married? When did he get married? Uh, was it like four years ago now? I'm saying Hannah before Jeter. that. I'm saying, I'm saying when he was a player. We, well, yeah, never, but, we never knew anything about his social life because right. cell phones were checked at the door. Absolutely. He could have been, you know, he could have been that dude from Fifty Shades of Grey for all we know. <laughs> well, we'll never know because cell phones were checked at the door. Correct. And, uh, and that's exactly, you, there was also, you know, NDAs, you, you sign everything. You know, yeah. you, 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 you sign your in, life away. Right. But in, but he in protected, this case, he protected his property. Uh, yes, and that's the anomaly. That's always going to be the outlier because somebody who has money and influence is going to look at somebody who doesn't, and if it's a side piece, if you will, and say, as long as money's coming, as long as I'm taking care of this person, they're on my payroll, they're with me, yet humanity doesn't work that way. People look and think, well, I could get over, I could release this, I could make some money by releasing texts, I could hack an Instagram account that I know or a person I'm dating. And now all of a sudden there's a lot more than just the person that you're with and what they're giving you. It's the people, and a lot of times it's people, right, outside of that entity, that person, that are willing to pay you double or triple to get information on them. So nobody's safe unless you're right, you go full NDA, but you're probably, if you're Earl Thomas and you're forcing people to do that with a cell phone now, an NDA and all that, you might limit the amount of women you'd be able to work if you get my drift there. Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't that kind of limit the circle you're with unless you're somebody like Derek Jeter? Definitely. I, I think that we all love the Derek Jeter plan ideally here, but we have to be honest with ourselves. Not everybody can pull that off. All right, fake news comes your way next here on the second level. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. Well, we do each and every day at this time, around this time. Ron Culver at Ron Twins. Culver has three real stories. One of them is fake to make up the four. We call it fake news. Take it away, sir. All right. Fake news story number one. Canadian police captured an Imperial Stormtrooper up in Canada, obviously, uh, on Star Wars Day. So it's Star Wars Day, May 4th, So basically right? what happened, yeah, May 4th. So basically what happened was a, uh, a Star Wars-themed restaurant had, a, had one of their waitresses out there in a Stormtrooper outfit. Okay. You know, complete Stormtrooper outfit, just advertising, hey, come to our restaurant. We got a Star Wars theme going on today. Uh, someone had called the police that there was a man in a mask with the gun. And police came, saw the perpetrator in a full Star Wars Stormtrooper getup. Right. With a Star Wars blaster, by the way. You can clearly tell. You can tell in this video that this is a Star Wars Stormtrooper blaster. Uh, They still made this uh, person drop the gun and get down with their hands tied behind their backs. Or put her hands behind her back. Led face down. They put the cuffs on her. 
detained her for a little bit, asked her a few questions, and then did finally release her. Boy, did the person who called the police, uh, how, how is it that you've never seen that is my right? That's my thinking. Yes. I mean, you could be anti, you could be a Trekkie and be anti Star Wars from the jump. Yeah. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, these people. But even have, I have could recognize yes. the, Star, uh, the Star Trek badge, that A-looking thing. Absolutely right. And to the point in which if you're looking around, especially on May 4th, think about how far you removed you would have to be from society to not know two things. May the force slash fourth be with you and what a stormtrooper looks like to the point in which... You then call the police because you're concerned about people's safety. Okay, but I'll take it a step further than that. You got to put some of this on the police as well. Well, because when the police show up, they don't look at the situation and go, God, we just had an idiot call about a stormtrooper walking with a plastic toy gun. No, they proceeded three cop cars, all standing, all three cops standing behind their car, guns pointed yelling at the stormtrooper to get down on the ground. Right, and I'm, I'm not defending. I'm just trying to. So in the, in the small percentage that that's actually a wackadoo who is actually looking to cause harm and the gun is real and things like that, I, I do feel like you have to have some precautions where you can't just walk up, slap that person on their back and be like, ha, what a funny day this is. But they always show up in force, right? You get pulled over, and they may call for backup just to have a, a show of force. Which I think they did because there were more cop cars there than there, than were there should have been. Yes. So ideally, this should have been a one car, two officer, you know, an officer and their partner show up and handle this thing. You're right. There was no need for excessive backup. But at the same time, you know, you never you never want to take the chance that that blaster could be real, right? True. But, it, I mean, it looks like, I mean, picture a Stormtrooper blaster in your, well, I in am. your head. Well, I am, yes. And I'm, I'm picturing it, how ridiculous it That's what it was. It looked yes. exactly like that. I've never seen any of our guns today look anything no. like that. No, unless you're watching Westworld or, or some futuristic show. Even like that, that. but you're going, you're going television. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Maybe they were just uh, I thought can't it was. No one in Canada has ever seen Star Wars. Well, not this idiot. Uh, assuming it's true. All right, what's story two? Story two: the crazy erotic sex scene you never knew you needed in life is coming your way, Aton. Is this the Earl Thomas story? No. Well, maybe we'll see. No, but coming up in the next American Horror Story series. Oh. Oh. It will feature a scene between Macaulay Culkin and Kathy Bates. Bates, yes. And the only reason why I know this <laughs> is because somebody retweeted this into my timeline where it was the link, right, of yeah. that. And it showed a picture of Macaulay Culkin. And then they did a close-up of that same picture. And you could look at Macaulay Culkin's face. And it was completely unrelated because he was doing some photo shoot. But his face looked like, oh, God, help me. Get me out of here now. Yep. And that's the only reason so why I saw gonna that. So you're going to have uh, oh, no. Kevin McAllister and Mama Boucher in the throes well, of passion. That begs the question, though. What is Kathy Bates' most famous role? While you say Mama Boucher, I think I could throw I think Misery. A, well, I was saying that. I think that's her most favorite character. I don't know about role. 
Well, your favorite character is different than most famous role. Yeah. Right? So what would be her most famous role? Misery, right? Um, I might have to go fried green tomatoes. Oh, that's a great one. Now, where does Joe Bennett rank in the office? Because I think she was one of the most outstanding characters. That goes character. That's probably that's probably a notch below Mama Boucher. No way. Because you know, Mama Boucher would kick her butt. No way. You know she Mama would. Boucher. I mean, Did come you on. see her run and just knock her husband into the next century? Is yeah, I saw going? all the CGI on that. Absolutely. Where do you think Bobby Boucher got his abilities? He got uh, it from Mama. I can't associate Joe. I can't associate Joe Bennett. I can't associate Kathy Bates' best role with an Adam Sandler movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, right. you won't have to soon because her best role will be with Macaulay Culkin. Absolutely. If she can play that, if she can make that seem realistic, that would be her best role. All right. So that's story three, right? Story number three. No, story number three. That was story two. Story number three. A few crop circles have popped up in England featuring prominent logos like Microsoft as a form <laughs> of silent protest. Okay. As funny as that is, it's it's very believable. All right, so let me hear four, and then I'll, that'll put that a Story little more Story number four, I'm not sure on the country of origin, uh, you oh, know, no. going off the language, I believe it to be Eastern Europe. Okay. But an elementary school hired a stripper to form a pole dance. Yes. Now, what Eastern European country would this be in the I am not. I'm not sure. I would venture, you know, Ukraine and East, maybe Georgia. Um, I'm not, I don't know. No, why Georgia? Georgia? Not, not just Georgia. randomly. I know not Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, I'm, saying. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, I think it's in that area. Why not Moldova? It could be. They Ukraine. Looked, they looked, Ukraine is game to you. No, they looked a little paler. Not Ukraine. U- Ukraine has they have pale people. Okay. They looked a little paler. Could be Lithuania. So it, it, right. Could so be North. Latvia. It has to be north of Romania. Well, that's the, now you're getting into the Baltics. No, no. I'm saying they looked pale. A lot okay. of they're all white and blonde. All right. Not a brunette, except for the stripper. <laughs> well, how many did they bring in? Oh, they just bought one on a pole. Oh, one on a pole. That's how that story could slide a little lower and be true and not be on everybody's radar because it was only one. All right, story two we know to be true. Story one seems almost too good to be true. Man, story four actually has a lot to it. That would be fake. I'm going to say story four is fake. The stripper? Yeah. Do you want to wait no, for John? Or? Sure, we can wait for John. Okay. We'll get John McMullen's take, and then, of course, the real answer from Ron coming up next. with the root of the issues. It's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Fake news. We'll get John McMullen's thoughts on this in a minute or two. Just to look at that one story that we knew was true. I'm getting better at, at trying to sniff out stuff ahead of time so I can be more prepared and not look completely unprepared and just flat on my heels. But that Macaulay Culkin, Kathy Bates, why is that appealing? Who is looking at that scene and thinking to themselves, this is what I need? 
Maybe it is perfect with the name of the show, American Horror Story, because sitting through that, I feel like, would be a horror story in its own right. And how graphic are you really going to have it? All right, our NFL insider, Jacob Media, Sirius XM, locally in Philadelphia and beyond, covering the NFL. You hear him right here on SB Nation Radio, of course, outside of the second level. That's John McMullen, at JF McMullen, SI as well. I mean, you're everywhere, man. Are you ready? We, we have the four stories for you to choose from. You ready? Uh, shoot. All right, Ron, do you want to do, do your exceptional fast recap? Of course. Here we go. Ready? Yes. Story number one, Canadian police capture an Imperial Stormtrooper on Star Wars Day because Canada, the entire country, has never seen Star Wars. I made that last part up myself. Uh, number two, the crazy erotic sex scene you never knew you needed in your life will be coming to a small screen to you soon. Uh, American Horror Story series will feature a scene between Macaulay Culkin and Kathy Bates. Now, I know that to be true ahead of time, oh, John. You're so not you supposed to tell him. What if well, he, <laughs> he and I were working on the same team right, here. Working. Okay, fine. Story number three, a few crop circles that popped up in <laughs> England. Featuring prominent logos like Microsoft as a form of silent protest. And because finally, nothing says protest like putting up a logo Microsoft. of a multi-million, billion, trillion dollar organization. Right. But yes, yes, I protest my computer that helped me design yes. this logo. Yes. Uh, story number four, not sure on the country of origin. I believe it to be Eastern Europe. There's debate. Aton and I were going back and forth of what country it could possibly be. <laughs> but an elementary school hired a stripper to perform a pole dance. Uh, so we don't have any Earl Thomas orgies no, in here to choose We're from. getting to that, trust no, me. No, because we all know that one to be true. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go. Moldavia seems like maybe they would have strippers. So I'm <laughs> Why did go. you and I both on the same leg? We both did. I suggested Moldavia, too. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the crop circles. All right, so John goes three. I went four. Ron, what's right? John. Oh, John is right. See, I didn't put it past people to just completely be ironic in their protesting, and I guess I shouldn't have because... And, and you obviously didn't put it past an elementary school to go ahead and hire strippers to perform a pole dance. <laughs> I just hope the, the dancer looked good. And nobody should be scarred that early. That's I'll, all I'm saying. I'll send you the video. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, John, let's talk Earl Thomas. What are your thoughts here? Take it away, sir. <laughs> well, my thoughts, first off, on the crop circles, my theory behind that was that uh, extraterrestrials have not gone into branding yet. <laughs> uh, so They don't so see their money in it yet. Just them. wait. <laughs> Yeah, they'll start uh, start putting a little logo on the jerseys. Uh, <laughs> right. But yeah, for I mean, what I'm most surprised. I, first of all, I give Earl Thomas's wife good good detective work. She was Amazing. rock solid. If you read, uh, so that uh, I applaud her for that. But I'm always surprised when uh, people uh, are are surprised by athletes who who do certain things uh with women i i mean the surprise and constant surprise surprises me more than anything else i mean that's part of the gig michael jordan charles barkley you know they created tiger woods people forget that uh i don't know why do people keep getting surprised you guys tell me 
I, I don't know. Do you think people were surprised about the details, allegedly, of the orgy? Or was it simply just people couldn't believe that Earl Thomas was in one bed with one woman and his brother was in another bed with one woman and <laughs> they had to just create uh, something bigger? Well, what, 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 OnlyFans, you guys introduced me to that. Earl, Absolutely. Was that this week or last week? So uh, I, no, I, I think mean, it was uh, last week, right, Ron? Yeah. These kinds of things go on. So I, I guess my question is why everyone is is I look, the first time I have no problem. But if you keep being surprised by these issues, these types of issues, I, I kinda have a problem. I mean, let's get over it. They're adults. It's embarrassing for them, but what do people think is gonna happen here? I I mean an athlete cheating on his wife, right, he's not gonna right. get cut. Well, there are two things that pop from this story that I love. First is the audacity for Earl Thomas to say, this is between us, this is nobody's business, after he himself broadcasted where he was and what he was doing <laughs> on Snapchat, a public forum. How in the world could you be that far removed from common sense? Well, yeah, that is a more legitimate when you want to talk about common sense, when you want to talk about football IQ and Earl, obviously a very good player. But that does not show... Uh, good decision making. So that, yeah, that part of it uh, is legitimate because you're, if you're in the public sphere, so to speak, uh, I mean, you got to be a little bit more careful. Well, let's be honest, and you should understand that. And a veteran player who's been around that long should certainly understand it. Yeah, and, and the second part for me is that clearly, I don't think he gets caught unless he is so foolish in the details that he posted, like a room with purple lighting in a rental house <laughs> where you pretty much know where he is. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, that kind of stuff is, is the funny part of it. And, and, and hey, it, it is what it is. But uh, I will say that uh, from a larger perspective, you have the moral outrage. That's the part that I, yeah, I, I get I that. Mean, Same I, with Tiger. I, I just, it happened, yeah. yeah. Pe because you're right, th there are people that look to celebrity, and it can be any type or form of celebrity, and they create, not to go full Kant, right, but they create this form. They create this ideal person and who that person is and should be based around the celebrity. So when this celebrity becomes humanized due to their own doing more so than not, there is this shock of, what do I tell my children? What do I tell my friends? What do I tell my family? What do I tell the people who I've been building up this celebrity to for the last year, 10, 5, whatever years it may be? And that's where I think the shock comes from, as ridiculous as that may sound. Yeah, and, and I, I kind of know why can't you encapsulate things from your own life? I mean, we've all grown up with you know, whether we played sports in high school or college, you might have friends who are uh, very popular, so to speak. And uh, you see that on a much lesser level. Uh, and you're surprised when uh, the star athlete who everyone treats like a hero uh, maybe has some opportunities in that aspects of life. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, from that standpoint, that's the part that I don't get. But I say that for the NFL as a whole. You know, when you talk about all these hot-button issues over the years, whether it's 
Colin Kaepernick, whether it's Tom Brady and cheating, any anything that has sort of a, a moral part to it, even right now with COVID-19 and, and the NFL trying to open up facilities around the country, throw that into the mix as well. I do not understand people that want the NFL to be a moral authority mm. over them. Nope. If that's what you're looking for in any sports organization, any entertainment vehicle – you're barking up the wrong tree. You're going to be disappointed. I don't yeah. understand why people don't understand that. We don't look to Walmart or Target or any of these other multi-billion-dollar conglomerates for a moral compass. I don't know why we hold the leagues and the athletes that play under them the same way. John, I want to get your thoughts on the NFL schedule release at JF McMullen. John McMullen joining us on the Progressive Guest Line. We were thinking about – we even went down – to Jacksonville and talked with Mark Long of the Associated Press because we thought that Jacksonville would be the fan base who's least excited about tonight's schedule release. <laughs> well, they, why not? They, they're getting extra games. Yeah, it, but they it, can't it, go to them. All, yeah, and they can't go to them. I, I think I, I've said, you know, I, the NFL schedule release to me is absurd. I, I don't understand why people are so excited by it. You're excited about logistics, and more so this year than any other year, because there are a lot of fans who travel and want to see their team, want to build a vacation around seeing their particular team maybe in a, in a nice environment or a stadium they've never been to. I get that part of it. But now this year you might not even get to go to the games on top of it. So other than that logistical part of it, you already know who's playing who. Every team your favorite team is playing. So that part of it I will never understand. Andrew Brandt kind of just tweeted that out. I agree with him wholeheartedly. I say it every year. I, I just do not get it. Uh, but I guess, you know, more than most years because there's nothing going on, it's even elevated. But on the back end of that, the ironic part is a lot of these games probably going to be very limited, if any, fans. So, I, I, hey, why are people excited? Everybody should be like Jacksonville. Man, I don't, I don't know how well that would go over in Philadelphia if you're telling them that we need to be more like Jacksonville. But I, I understand well, I'm not what you're saying, saying you need to be more like Jacksonville. <laughs> I'm saying, why are you excited to know the Eagles are playing somebody on September whatever, a game that might be canceled? And even if it isn't canceled, by the way, you're probably not going to be allowed into the game. Uh, now, hey, get excited about your team. Get excited about the players they've added. All that kind of stuff I understand. But to get excited about the logistics, you're getting excited about dates, Aton. Dates. I know. I That's know. it. 16 and 0. That I already have it. the Eagles locked in, John. Come on. But I, I will that. say, hey, Tampa Bay, if one group of fans is going to be upset, it should be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because, let's face it, that has been a terrible organization more often than not throughout their history. And look at what they have. They finally got Tom Brady. They finally they get Rob Gronkowski on top of it. And, oh, by the way, the Super Bowl is scheduled to be in Tampa. Mm. And can you imagine if that fan base and that city and that market doesn't have professional football? 
And all of a sudden, Tom Brady at 43 turns into Tom Brady at 44. That would be a disaster. It's a good one. It's a nice outside-the-box thought. All right, John, we'll get your recap on this three-hour extravaganza on Tuesday. So rest up, all right? <laughs> yeah, I'll have to rest up to get through that. Exactly. For me, I'll be, I'll be looking at the schedule at 7.30. I, I, I'm, I'm going to guarantee I won't even be tuned in. Awesome, brother. Thanks as always, John. All right, thanks, guys. You got it. At JF McMullen on Twitter, Jacob Media, Sirius, Philly, and beyond, SB Nation Radio, NFL Insider. We'll wrap the hour next here on the second level. Listening to the second level on SB Nation Radio and on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. Now, I can't honestly sit here and tell you that I'm going to watch a second of this tonight. I'm not. I'll watch highlights, I'll see what happens on Twitter. I'm not going to sit. I don't have to. No. So, you uh, will, what, you'll watch no, it for I'm me. I'm not going to watch three hours of this. You <laughs> no, but I told you what we. I didn't what see you it last watch, year. No, what you should watch. Each team releases it on Twitter. It's their the graphic uh, thing for um, their schedule release. And was, so I it, missed it was, this last year. They yeah, did this every, last year. Every single team did this. I sent you a link to the see, so you can see the Falcons one because that got the most talk because the Falcons made fun of uh, the Rams hitting a Saints player, right, or a right. Saints band member, right. Poking fun at you know the non-call and what was the Game of Thrones? Well, the, you hear the Game of Thrones music. Now there was another team that did. Um, if you remember the Game of Thrones intro, how like all the yeah. castles kind of built yeah. up from nothing. There was another team that did that last year, where they built up each stadium. Mm. Now why were, would they, they use were playing that they, uh, the team that they were playing against? That's a little tone deaf, don't you think? I mean, the show fell off a cliff. It was ruined by the showrunners. Oh, but it, you know what? But the music is fine. The intro, everyone related to. It's, that's still fun. It didn't matter about the show. Yeah, I, I feel like... And everyone was talking about Game of Thrones' final season. You might not have liked it, but there were a bunch of people that who, did. Who liked it? Who refuses to wear the ribbon? I want to know. Who liked the final <laughs> season of Game of Thrones? Show yourself. What, I, I, there is a lot of positive feedback from that uh, one battle against the Night King that you couldn't see. Yes, that was completely in the dark. That all of a sudden, oh man, we, we don't have time to go through. No, we don't. But that is interesting. So what would be the, what would be the show? Would it be Tiger King? So, all right, so yeah, this is it. You know what are the odds? Be a Tiger King. Yes. It's gonna, I'll give you a minus 250 plus oh, no, 300. No, 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 no. You, know, you got to go higher. Minus 1,000? I guarantee you Bengals are doing Tiger King. That's a great one. It would have to be a cat-themed, right? Ravens? Could you get a... Yeah. No, couldn't be Ravens. Nope. It's, it's got to be the Bengals. Panthers? What about the Carolina Panthers? Matt Rule's in town. He wants to do something new, something cool, something fresh. Yeah, may I, maybe. Jaguars right. won't do it. No. Are the Jaguars even going to be on this thing tonight? Are we positive? I think they may be forgotten.